is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy reader, energy healer, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Oh boy. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Uh, what what a world. I feel like I hear myself extra loud today. I yeah, me too. I was just thinking that same thing, so I'm turning down oh, my volume. Oh, great. Let's all... Oh, yeah. Actually, I was pretty loud. So maybe we you just... heard us in echo when we first started. Well, usually our wonderful producer, Brett, takes it out. The echo? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't know that. <laughs> That's really. why he asks us to turn it down so that he doesn't have to go through all yeah, that. Yeah, I do try to do that. Okay. Well, anyway, let's have our check-in. Um, last week, I remember, I picked the Queen of Cups. And you yes, picked the and prosperity. I picked the Diamond Dreamer, which was about abundance. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel that played out for you? How'd well, that go for you? <laughs> wow. So I, both of those did. I mean, mm -hmm. with the Queen of Cups, I did enter into my emotions. Like I posted about this that I was really getting into anger, like really a lot, a lot of anger. And then I was like, you know what? I am tired of this. Like mm -hmm. this isn't how I want to just keep channeling this energy. So I shifted Where did you it. post that? Oh, I posted when did I Oh, I posted a poem by Hafiz, who's my favorite oh, poet, yeah. and it was like the one dear world, the one regret I don't want to have when I'm on my deathbed is that I did not kiss you enough. Aww. And it was like I just wanna, I you know, that. like be present in life exactly how it is and not be out of harmony with what is true. So I did, I shifted out of anger and then I was in sadness and but not just sadness, like just feeling poignant, just like, whoa, all the animals and all the people in this beautiful world and like all of the challenges that people are experiencing and then the earth getting to breathe for a moment and just what our culture has been and I don't know, just mm -hmm. everything. Just yeah. that, that's so Queen of Cups energy, you know, oh, letting yeah. it all in. Yeah, to my me. heart chakra has been extremely open because yeah. I've mentioned this before, it's really I am actually not a crier. Like, it's hard for me to cry. And I just keep, like, being <laughs> driven to tears. But, yeah. no, but really in, in that poignant way, like, in that yeah. way of just feeling, like, yeah, open to receive deep more deeply in that heart chakra. And me too. As yeah. we're talking right now, I just realized that's what my guides kept telling me last week. Remember that was part of my energy report was to allow that light specifically into the heart chakra. Yeah. And I'm really just getting now that's because also like all of our heart chakras are being opened and healing and so is the earth's heart chakra. Yeah. It's like really a lot of heart stuff. Right. Well, that goes right along with grief. Yeah. Because it's like that feeling of grief, it, it you can enter into, like open your heart to how that is actually love. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right, yeah. We've talked about this before. I think like when, when we're grieving, we're also like so open. Because it's like... 
it, it's it, it's uncommonly deep how much yes. you realize how much you love this whatever you're grieving for yes yeah. whoever you're grieving for and in this case i think it's humankind and the planet which is a lot of people to and stuff to grieve for yeah so no wonder and also our hearts are open yeah and also just like whole structures changing yes. and our whole world really changing and I don't think that we can even see it yet, like Mm -mm. how it's happened, how it's happening. I mean, there's a lot of examples how it's still like the old order, but it is like, it's almost like you can, we're in the process of like feeling the earthquake, like before it all falls apart. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I mean, I think we can sense this transformation. We can't really, I think our our logical brains and egos want to be like, this is what it is. It's because of this, but it's like. There's no real weight. I mean, it's just too vast to try to pin that down. But we can still tap into the feeling of it, of yeah. transformation. And that's um, something I mentioned on Instagram was the other thing is I really am starting to see, though, like, or feel on a, well, and my guides have been showing me, like, the possibilities happen, opening, like, I can feel it coming towards us. So I think exciting. I know what you mean, like what we were talking about last week with our tarot reading that yeah. because um, I did the Good Vibe Tribe web chat this last week on true prosperity for all. And I talked about that, that paradigm shift where mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, I of course can't make sense of the shift like, like we're talking about, but yeah. I can sense that I feel personally called to really look at um everything that I do in a more holistic way, like concerning all people, all animals, all plants, and myself, which, of course, this has been our value. We talked about this last week. This has mm-hmm. been our value, you and yeah, me. exactly. Already, yes. but now it just feels like, no, 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 like for real yeah. all the time <laughs> in a deep level. way. Yeah. 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 And I think what I was saying was slightly different in the sense of, like, I, I don't know, like, I almost can see an opening where it's like a new level of light is coming in. And yes, yeah. it is for everybody. But it's just like a new level. It's a whole, it's a new level. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new level. So, yeah. And it's hard, though. With For me, the grief layer now, I've been a lot more stable emotionally this week in terms of it hasn't felt as roller coastery as it has before. But I've been, I told you this when we checked, when we were texting, but I've been feeling like physically more tired, like physically and also mentally. (laughs) Like, it's like, I really have the capacity to do kind of one larger task and that's it. And my body's just like, that's it for the day. You can check out now. We're done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I felt like that yesterday. I'm going through all different things. But yeah, yesterday I was like, laundry. I think that's pretty much (laughs) what I'm going to get done. done. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, and that is also very common with grief to just not have the energy to, it's draining to have your Mm -hmm. whole energy, emotional life, you know, be focused on something and be mourning and in addition to like the intellectual challenge of like oh everything's different now how are we going to get our groceries like and but not just our groceries but just kind of like what is life going to look like like it's just a really different thing for us to be processing even if we're not thinking of it consciously it's probably like a program running in the background that's additional draining yes yeah yeah i heard um 
someone compare this that really made a lot of sense to me like if you had a um if you were a kid and your parent was always there with you and then suddenly like they changed the whole dynamic and it's like they weren't there anymore or like you had to like maybe this, <laughs> this is a bad analogy uh, I think I'm messing it up but just basically having your whole structural and nurturing energy structure be shifted yeah so that like now that thing that you were counting on is like suddenly completely in a new place in a different place you know it's a lot to process right especially what I just said is a lot to process if you could even <laughs> catch the thread of it <laughs> I think I think I caught that <laughs> See, it's exhausting and today let's just give me a break astrologically mercury is in Pisces, it's like square Pisces and Neptune. I don't know. Something's going on that's making it hard to have real thoughts. <laughs> like for you or for everybody? Everybody. Oh, yeah. I feel like pretty – I could feel that. I feel almost like so dis- – I, I couldn't really tell you how I feel. Just, <laughs> yeah. You well, know there I mean? you go. And that's Mercury and Pisces. <laughs> it's just too much. I've just given up. Like I don't, I yeah. don't know right let's now. Let's not even <laughs> – Let's not even try. Oh, and the last thing I'll say about that is, you know, I'm writing my YA novel and like I I may have said this last week, but I've been like what normally takes me a minute is just like, oh, I have to stop like 10 times within the hour of mm. writing. I can't just write. I have to take lots of breaks. Like I can't concentrate for that long. Taking breaks is really a good idea. Yeah, but it's here. a lot of breaks. A lot of breaks. <laughs> it's a That's lot okay. Of breaks. Yeah, That's no, it is right okay, now. but it's very like grief mentality, mm, grief, yeah. grief energy. You know, because when you're grieving, also your your attention span gets shorter. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we did it. <laughs> End of podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we um, talk about goddess provisions? Yeah. So do you want to talk about the box since you already have it and mine's still on the way? Yeah. Well, first, let's just say, again, we're very mindful of people if you, you know, are have lost your job or whatever, finances are hard. You know, we want to be really sensitive to that. But also, if you haven't, <laughs> it is like an extra amazing time for self-care right now. Seriously, I got this box yesterday and I was like, it's just so nice there's I'm not gonna say everything in it because I feel like they try to make it a little bit of a surprise Mm -hmm. but there is a really nice jade they call it wisdom and peace face mask you know I love the face masks yeah and so that's really nice and there's like a pen with a bunch of quartz crystals in it no a pen yeah I love pens (laughs) (laughs) I love pens (laughs) i can't wait so anyway every box is just full of different amazing wonderful things that just if you're listening to this podcast i can't imagine you wouldn't love it um what's the theme do you know i'm not i think it might be gems it might be gemstones yeah oh yeah you said there was a gem infused oil yes 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 what does it smell like (laughs) I asked her this before the podcast, and she yeah. said, save it for the podcast, but I oh, really want to know. Shoot. I should know, but I don't know. Oh, wait. No, just, I, I don't know. Describe it. Is it like oh, white boy. flower? Is it herbal? <laughs> oh, it's a flowery. It's flowery. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's light. <laughs> uh, it smells really good. Oh, Yay. you know what? Um, 
my daughter smelled it and she said it smelled like um this dreamtime essential oil she has that i oh. think smells a little like lemony maybe maybe yeah, like it is a little too? it's a little lemony I can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, if you um, get one of these boxes, we get a little commission, which is really nice. And they donate. What do they do? They plant a tree for every (laughs) box you buy, and it's all vegan and cruelty-free. So if you go to our website, Magic Monday Podcast, there's a link on the side. There's like a banner on the side. Is that what happens? Yeah, like a little kind of banner ad. So yeah, it's at magicmondaypodcast.com. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Here's I'm just gonna show Tess the pen. Real quick. <laughs> yeah, That's the pen. Yay! Real real time reaction to yeah, the pen. So okay. sparkly. So should we do our questiones? Oh yeah, but real quick, also one other way you can support our podcast that we would really appreciate oh, yeah. is to write us a review. So yeah. um, Apple Podcasts is the best place to do it for us. Um, but if you want to write it somewhere else, that would be great, too. Mm-hmm. We would appreciate it so much. It helps our podcast to be seen and yeah. discovered. Yeah. And right now, people are listening. I think a little less is what we've heard um, because a lot of people listen in their cars. So the extra support is really appreciated so that people can find us if they are looking for it. Um, okay. Now you want to Time for questions? Yeah. Do you have it? Yes. Okay. So this one is from Katie. Hi, Tess and Natasha. I love your podcast. I look forward to it every week. I'm moving into a new house with my partner soon. We have never lived together. Hoping these questions can translate to help many. One, if you cannot put your bedroom with your partner in the love relationship bagua, is there an energetic alternative so maybe you should answer that first since it's a feng shui question okay i'll start with that so um if you can't put that your bedroom in the love and marriage area which is really common because there's not even always a bedroom in that area then um if you can enhance that area with some romantic imagery, maybe a picture of the two of you together. Mm. It could be two rose quartz hearts together. Mm. Um, Any imagery that you choose for that area of the house, like romantic, and Mm. tune into the picture always. I always say this with imagery. Really look deeply at it and ask yourself, what's happening in this picture? Because, for example, I had a feng shui client one time who was like, oh, yeah, like you said, I have this (laughs) this romantic picture in the love and marriage corner and then I was like if you look closely at it what's the story here and it was this kind of like 20s picture of a man and a woman standing on uh like the dock of a boat and the woman was smoking a cigarette and looking to the side (laughs) they looked bored you know (laughs) they didn't look like they were into each other so look deeply and really because that stuff you might not consciously notice it but your subconscious does and it's going to be a reflection of what you're experiencing so tune in it doesn't even have to be two people if it is you want to make sure they look like they're in love and happy and into each other but it can sometimes be like two palm trees leaning toward each other or two giraffes or you know Anything that feels like a kind of a romantic energy of two. Um, And then, or it could be like floral, doesn't have to be even two. It could be like a floral sort of landscape. Um, 
also, so really what you're saying is like if it evokes that feeling in you. Yeah, it's the, the feeling is receptivity. So mm-hmm. it's aligned with the earth element. So mm-hmm. that's why if it's like a like a field that is filled with flowers and trees or something like that, mm-hmm. that might bring in that energy. You just mm-hmm. want to tune into it. It's like the classic thing is a statue or a picture of a couple or pictures of you and your partner mm-hmm. or two rose quartz hearts or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um what you can do also, in addition to enhancing that love and marriage area, even though it's not your bedroom, is enhance the love and marriage area of your bedroom. So every room in addition to, oh, and just to tell our listeners, if you don't know where your love and marriage area is, when you're standing at the front door facing in to your house, it's the far right corner. Now, if your house is not a perfect square or rectangle, then it may not be included in your house. Mm. Um, you can go deeper into this on my website, TessWhitehurst.com. I have just use the search feature and look for Bagua, which is B-A-G-U-A. I have all about how you can create your own Bagua and figure out where every area is in your house. The next thing you can do, like I said, you can enhance the love and marriage corner of your bedroom. So that is um when you're standing at the door to your bedroom, the main door to your bedroom, facing in the far right corner. So in that corner, you can put two rose quartz hearts or you can put a picture of the two of you together. Same kind of thing. Right you can now, create we a have little a love altar. cat tree right there. Oh, so you're really, you have a really romantic, kind of like clo- very close relationship with your cats. <laughs> yeah, very well, true. it translates to the relationship. <laughs> it's a big aspect of your relationship. That's so sure funny is. that you said that because I just noticed today that in our kitchen, in our love and marriage corner, I have two little um, a salt and pepper shaker. That's oh. two cats, the oh. um, Maniki Nago cats, you know, the fortune uh-huh. beckoning. So black and white. And it's, I don't think Ted knows that that's, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. It's the love and marriage corner of our kitchen. But we had this old salt shaker of a cat that the other one broke and he keeps putting it out. I don't know why I need to ask him why, but I'm like, oh, it's solo. It's me and Ted and solo. Oh, that's so cute. So in Um, any room that you walk into, it's the front door, right corner. When you walk in from the front door. Yeah, the front door of your house, or if it's the Bagua area of a room, then Uh it's the the main door of the room. Okay. Figure it out. So, yeah. Is that good? Is it uh, yes, that's thorough? great. I would say right. also, I just want to add that, um, and maybe, and not to counter what you're saying, but like maybe in that picture where they were smoking and looking, about, like maybe she wants like a cool kind of detached relationship. Probably not, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> like if somebody did, if that's yeah. their style, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really the energy of the picture, like what it brings out for you. You know, right. like everybody's different. Some people may want that. Some people and maybe like that's long where distance. you want to start, at least. Right. You know? Totally. You're right. Okay, uh, this mentioned. particular woman did not want that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Okay. Second but yeah, part no, of like the that. question. Okay. Part two, if I am an introvert and love peace and calm and my partner is an extrovert and is almost constantly talking, wanting to be around friends and listening to energizing music, what do you recommend for protecting my energy consistently inside my own home? Thank you for the weekly love and sparkles. Hmm. You want me to answer? You want to start? I can. Okay. Uh, You sound like you want to. 
Well, I mean, I Go have ahead. stuff to Go say ahead. about Let's it. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see um, if I want to add after. Well, I think what I want to say is that for me, moving in with my partner, which was a very long time ago, it was not easy. Mm. It was many years of um, figuring it out. and But that's part of it. In I, that so, way, was are you well, introvert-extrovert I mean, situation? No, I would say it. No, not, not totally clearly like that. I mean, I definitely am more introverted, I think, than Ted. Oh. You know, no, that's not true. Okay. It's just like in different ways. Yeah. But um, I did need to learn to feel like myself in my space. Mm. Like I didn't know how to do that yet. And that's like what we've talked mm. about with codependency. Like I wasn't, I really had no paradigm for being like, oh, here I am as myself in my space with this other person who lives here now too, who's my partner. I just, it, I had to learn that. And I'm really glad I learned it. And it took a while for me to get the hang of it. But I it, I remember one thing that was really helpful for me was just setting the intention to have a boundary, setting mm-hmm. the intention to remember to honor myself and to check in with myself first instead of like, oh, what is Ted thinking right now? What does he think of me? What does he want to do today? You know, like to really just. <sighs> you were really young them. when you moved in together, right? Yeah. How old 20, were you? I was 22. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a whole different situation. I mean, not than this, just but like I- at the, Yeah. But I feel like when I had that realization about setting the boundary, I was like 29. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, it yeah, was, that was right. an instant. Yeah, like you're like, enough of this. I don't care what he's doing. I want to do what I want to do. I need to figure this out. Yeah, like how to feel. Because it wasn't relaxing to feel constantly tuning into someone else before I was tuning into myself, you know? Yeah. So that's what you want to say is setting the mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that as well. I would say that if you're aware of this already, to be very sensitive to your own needs, especially as an introvert, I will say, because um, I'm very, I'm very social, but I'm very introverted. <laughs> By that, I mean, I need a lot of time alone to recharge I need yeah I need it so um I would say that like whatever it is for you like baths or some you know or making sure you're making time for meditation in the morning where you can really tune into your own energy right away I think that is probably the most important thing in the beginning is to make sure you have that time so that you're not immediately merging and then feeling off and not that you have to merge at all but if that's your tendency to call your energy back to you and make sure that you're very centered and aware of what you need and then you can ask for what you want and what you need you know especially the more centered you are within your own space you're going to be you can say like you know what I'm going to if your friends can come over I'm going to go to the room and I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm going to go to our room and retreat. I need my alone time. You know, just being, it's really about speaking up in that situation. I think especially because with introvert, extrovert, because extroverts, like they just don't think about, like they just wouldn't think about it, not to be rude, but just like 
of course they think you want to be around there all the time or like that you don't mind having music on. You know, it just wouldn't even occur. So that's why it's important for you to just to know what you need and want and to be able to set those boundaries um, in a loving way. Because if you do start to have your energy drain, then you might get snippy about it and not to project but <laughs> if my energy <laughs> is drained I'm like <laughs> you yeah know, you ask for what you need and more like not as um centered ways yeah I mean Brett is an introvert too so we don't have that issue but um yeah but that's why I also never I was lucky enough to never have roommates I have roommate like once. I, I just, it's hard for me. But, um, but yeah. And then the last thing I'll just say is, um, you can also just really imagine your boundary of your aura as much as you can. Yes. Yeah. And calling your energy back to you, feeling your own boundary so that you're not, um, bleeding out. And then, and again, I just can't stress enough how important it is to just say, what it is that you need even if like you know what I I really need for there to not be a party in here tonight yeah (laughs) I just yeah so or like I need to stay home and read today instead of going out and doing something yeah um but yeah you know what I'm remembering too that was really helpful to me when I went through my realization about this was working with the goddess Bast the Egyptian Mm, cat goddess because she (laughs) I'm just realizing I mean I remember at the time making an altar to her and that being kind of like calling on her to help me to tune into what I needed and to my own independence and to listening to myself first and but now I'm really thinking about that cats are a really good oh yeah example because they you know you feel like so happy to live with them but they if they (laughs) if they feel like walking away they'll walk away you know so funny (laughs) I never have that issue with cats like I just have no issue with yeah yeah just like why would you even question it? Yeah, they want to walk away. What's your problem? That's, Why do you want them? I mean, like, you can want them to stay, but... Yeah, they're, yeah, that's how they're feeling. And exactly. But that's I think that's a good mm-hmm. example. You could work with, I like, a that. cat spirit guide, or you could work with the cat goddess Bast to really call that energy in and let that be an example for you. <laughs> well, I'm just laughing because um, I'm also, you know, an Aquarius. And I feel like since we've been doing this podcast, I've realized how much... <laughs> that is part of this for me like setting these boundaries and like when my Brett is always like saying that I'm just like his family who I do love but they take forever to say to like when they're saying goodbye it's like another hour oh yeah yeah it makes me really crazy misery the midwestern thing uh, like that too Oh, my God. Like, and I, like, I remember Ted's when, from Missouri. Oh, is. yeah. No, no. One time I remember when I was like 24, my friend was like, boy, when you say you're going to go, you go. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like from a party. I'm like, yeah, why would I stay another minute? Like, and then we saw this meme that said it's, it was an Aquarius meme that there was a big party and in balloons. It said, everyone, please leave by nine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I yeah, love that. Exactly. My, yeah. I know we have talked about this before, but my dad and brother are Aquariuses and, yeah. or Aquarians and they do that. And I th- I admire it. I love it. They're like, okay, bye. I'm just, I'm going to go now. Yeah. And they just leave. <laughs> That's really how I feel. I'm like mostly a very feeling person. But in that sense, I'm just like, it makes sense. I want to leave. I, I'm going to go. It's like, we don't have to talk about it. So that's the same 
energy that I'm just going to send your way. Katie, that's her name, right? Katie? I um, think so. Uh, <laughs> um, to just like, you, it doesn't have to be a thing. It's just like, he's his way, you're your way. And if you both respect that about each other, then that's fine. And I just want to reiterate baths. Baths are my, like, I'm basically spending half my life in a bath at this point oh, with yeah. this whole thing that's gone on. And it really is, though, a really nice way to not only bring your energy back to you, but it releases energy, it clears energy. It's just, if you have a bath, I highly recommend taking a lot of those. Yeah, and that's a cool way, too, to kind of take a step back and yes. set your boundaries yes. and assess how you're feeling. 100%. Okay. Uh, do you want to read the next question? Sure. This one is from Kylie. This is kind of a loaded question, but I'm going to sum it up as best I can. I have the belief that absolutely everything happens for a reason. I also have the belief that everything in our lives we have manifested into existence, whether conscious or unconscious. But then there's also this belief in soul contracts or the belief that there is that certain things have already been decided by your higher self before you were incarnated. So basically, does one override the other? For example, can you change a soul contract through conscious manifesting? Or do you think things like the coronavirus were something that we as a collective manifested? Or was it predestined to happen and completely out of our control? Well, um, I have... I, I would like to answer before we get to the coronavirus part. Okay. Um, so I don't think that one thing is at odds with the other. Um, so I, my belief is that before we come here, we, well, say you have a past life, you die. Then you go into a life review of everything that you've learned from that life, from past lives, how it all assimilated, what you would like to learn in the future or experience in the future, who you want to do it with, all of that. Then, So then you make up this contract or the contracts with everybody and your life goals, all of that. This is my belief. And then you come here. So then you still, like you're working in accordance with your past, but you're also making free will choices now here in present time. And so it can quote unquote override, you can definitely like heal yourself in the present, which then, I mean, I've never seen a soul contract that is like at odds with what someone wants to do today. You know what I mean? So like, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, well, just, I mean, I do feel like sometimes this might be a whole other thing, but um, like the things of taking a vow of poverty in a past life or something. Oh, right now yeah. in this life, it's not maybe a soul contract, but, you well, know, that, no, it that might is be something like, you can clear out. Yeah, exactly. You clear it out. So that's what I'm saying. It's not at odds in terms of like this life, maybe you're experiencing poverty and you don't want to anymore. You want to have abundance, financial abundance. So then you're working on healing whatever it is that's preventing that, which then in turn it's probably part of your life goals that you came up with um and that in turn heals um your that that whole energy and all of that patterning by working on it in the present moment what i meant was like i haven't seen something at odds like in terms of like you like say decide i'm just off the top of my head like 
in your soul contract, you're an animal lover or something, and you love animals. And then when you're in this body, suddenly you hate animals. You don't want anything to do with animals. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I've never seen anything where, like, whoa, that's really at odds with that, unless it was something that needed to be healed, like your hatred of, an- I mean, that's an extreme example. Let's say something neutral. <laughs> you don't care about animals. <laughs> It could go either way. I've never seen anything where it's like, that's really weird that you would put that in your soul contract if in this conscious time you don't want anything to do with that. Because maybe like the whole process of healing is part of it's yes. like that's what you're wanting to experience in this life. It's not even necessarily like, oh, in my soul contract, I want to be rich. It's maybe like I want to learn prosperity consciousness. Yes. Like the exactly. process of getting there. Right. Yeah. So it all is – um I was just like looking at it again, but I, did I answer that question? I don't think yeah, one overrides I mean, that... the other. I think they go together. Yeah, and um, so can I add now? Please. I... Okay. I mean, so... I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I recently read something that was really inspiring to me, and I mm-hmm. feel like it really resonated with me as something I maybe already believed but didn't articulate to myself Mm -hmm. and it was um mitch horowitz in his book called uh one simple idea do you know who that is mitch horowitz is he the guy that created arrested development Uh, i don't think so another mitch he he wrote i'm reading another book of his now called the miracle Mm -hmm. club but he's really interesting he's like a historian kind of philosopher guy who writes about metaphysics and new thought and manifesting Mm -hmm. and magic and it's really interesting like from a scientific perspective even, but he was talking about um, that so many people in the metaphysical world believe that the law of attraction is absolute. Mm. And he was like, that doesn't, it, it, we don't need to think of it that way. Like, do, do our thoughts have power? Do mm-hmm. we manifest things based on, you know, what we're expecting and what we're visualizing and what we're affirming? Yeah, for sure. We, that definitely happens. But to be like everything that ever happens to anyone that they brought it on themselves somehow, like that does ultimately oh, yeah. end up being problematic. Because That's that new it, age guilt we've talked about yeah, many times. Yeah, it leads times. to judgment. And I just don't think it's necessary. I think it's also a way of like trying to conceptualize like that thing of p- putting a story on everything. Like this is how it works. Law of attraction is absolute. You know, it's like that. It. Mm, I don't. Do we know that for sure? I don't think so. Does it feel good to believe that? I don't think so either. But can we work with what is happening now? Can we accept what is? And then can we tap into what we want? And can we help manifest something from that point? And if a challenge arises, can we transmute it into healing and learning? Yeah, Yeah. we can do all of those things. But to be like, this is why this happened. Or maybe I don't know, know why, but it that person manifested it you know I just don't I I don't I'm not into that yeah yeah we've talked about that a lot before like if someone has cancer and they start blaming themselves like I created this you know that's not helpful at all yeah it helps you I mean I do believe that our actions create situation you know like it, it is a complicated question I guess because I don't believe at all in that blame, especially if it is hurting you to believe it. It's like, forget it. Throw that out. 
for sure. Um, But I do believe that we all come here with things that we want to learn and experience. And, you know, who the fuck knows? We don't know, have all the answers, but, (laughs) but maybe there's some things that happen for the first time in that you've experienced that you want to experience or that pop up. And now here you are presented with it. And how can you grow and learn from it? Yeah. 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 I think that it looking at it from that perspective of like, what is true and then how can I work with what's true in the most empowering possible way rather than like why did this happen is not maybe as empowering of a question. Yes. Those why did this happen questions are almost always – it's like as soon as you ask that – unless you're asking it from like genuine curiosity like, hmm, I'm curious. Why did this happen? But if it's off so many times, the why is just going to send you into a spiral and into usually self-abuse. Like, yeah. And like Stephen Hawking talks about how our (laughs) – I always am probably really, really not – paraphrasing Stephen Hawking correctly just to tell everybody this but (laughs) I read um the grand design by Stephen Hawking and Leonard Mladenow and um it's it's physics Mm -hmm. and he talked about how something they talked about how our brains really were not designed they didn't evolve to understand why or even how (laughs) we evolved we're just humans we just have these human brains that evolved to survive yeah not to conceptualize like and so, it, so it's like yeah. you're working as a scientist. They were they're working, trying to transcend the limitation of yeah. the human mind, but to try to think like I think it's kind of overstepping our our abilities to think yes. that we can understand why. And also, like Einstein said, the same thing: you can't solve a problem at the level it was created. For me, mm. that means I mean a lot of things, but one thing is you can't figure it out. You can't figure it out. And usually why with your brain. <laughs> and usually the why is what gets you stuck in trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. So when you let go of the why, and this is something the Sedona method talks about all the time, is can I um welcome wanting to figure it out? Can I let go of wanting to figure it out? Because that's when our higher consciousness, in my opinion, kicks in. Yeah. When we let go of wanting to figure it out, suddenly the answer appears. So these are all. Maybe we can't articulate it. Like, here's why, but we can maybe feel it a little more or just feel like, yeah, I can't, I don't know why with my brain, but I can feel meaning and I can feel connection and presence with my spirit. Mm-hmm. Or if you're talking about a certain question, like a lot of times the why stops you, like you become myopic and you can't open to all the possibilities. You yeah. Can't, it, that why is like so hard, especially for someone that's an air sign or someone that's very mentally focused, you know, get stuck in your head and not in your body. It's like you can just spend forever in that why question. And it's yeah. just a fucking, I keep swearing today. It's a real rabbit. I have been swearing a lot more during yeah. the coronavirus well, situation. We can blame that old CV. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was helpful. Basically, we don't know, but. <laughs> yeah, but it's good not to know. Yeah. I remember one time feeling so liberated when I was like stressing out and beating myself up and trying mm. to figure everything out. And then I was like, I heard these words in my mind that was that were you don't have to understand mm. everything, and then I was like, oh, yeah. just like so much relief. Yes, you know, and her other. I mean, I will get to the coronavirus, but also, for example, can you change soul contract through conscious manifesting? Again, I just want to say you can't. I, I mean, yes, you 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 can't. All contracts can be updated. Um. Anyway, 
you want to, but don't use it against yourself. Um, and then do you think things like the coronavirus was something that we as a collective manifested or was it predestined to happen and completely out of our control? Do you have thoughts about that? I mean, to me, that is like the why exactly what we were just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like my brain just shuts down as far as like, yeah. let's try to see why this happened or how we manifested it. Like it's just kind of more um, yeah. useful to just be like, yeah, this we're in this. This is what's true. And then how can we do our best to feel present, to send love, to send healing, to move through the change, to breathe through the change, to allow all our feelings, to be compassionate with ourselves, to be compassionate with others. To me, that's where my brain just keeps coming yeah. back instead of like, let's why try to name happen? why this happened. Yeah. 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 Because when you do the why, like, how is that helpful for you? Because even if it was like, I mean, I, I personally don't believe in like destiny like that. So, but if you were, then what would, how would that help you? You know, like then you would just feel like, oh, well, it's destined. Goodbye going to bed now <laughs> or maybe you would be like okay what can I do now either way you come back to the what can I do now with my experience yeah I feel like that is the um, perspective I like to have with spirituality in general not yes. um, let me try to find out what's true and how it totally. all is working but rather what's helpful what feels like it it helps me yeah in life what, yes. right now what help, what resonates and i have no interest in arguing with anyone about their different spiritual belief great if that helps you as long as you're not hurting somebody else yeah then good and I, and i don't care if you believe what i believe or not if you're not trying to argue with me mm-hmm. <laughs> okay last question yes okay you want me to read it or do you you want to read it um, I have it here. I can read it. Okay. Okay. This is from Amy. Uh, Natasha, you mentioned you had a cat that was a guide on the podcast. I'm wondering how do you know if your pet is a guide or a familiar? I cast a successful spell to get my dog and everything about adopting her was so synchronistic. Oh, to get my dog. We have developed such a strong connection. I have never loved anything more deeply. That's so nice. A psychic told me that she is my familiar and an ancestor spirit told me that we were connected in a past life. I'm curious if there are ways we can work together and how I can learn to communicate with her on an even deeper level. Um, thank you. I love your podcast. Aww, I've never looked forward to Mondays until I discovered Magic Monday. <laughs> um, well, I honestly don't know what the difference is between a guide and a familiar. Is that a witchy oh. thing that I don't know about? I mean, I think that they are used somewhat differently. Just like the guide. Because I think you're talking about, you were talking about how Dr. Schwartz, your cat, is your guide now. And that she, she has was transitioned. before. Oh, she already was. She, I didn't know that at the time, but she Until told she me trans- after. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I it's one of those things where it's like there probably really isn't a difference, but I do think that they are used differently. Like the familiar, I think people think about a familiar as being a magical helper. Like if you're a witch, you're a magical practitioner, then this is like an extension of your magic. This this creature can help you to um, magnify, enhance, amplify your magical power when you're doing spells and rituals. Um, that's kind of – but I, I don't really think that necessarily needs to be different than a guide. Oh, okay. Do you? No, it sounds like the same thing to right. me. Right, yeah. Um, so, but I guess it looks like the real question here is how can they communicate? 
Okay. Um, so there's lots of how do you communicate? Um, <laughs> okay. So how do I communicate with my animals and when I do readings? Um, basically, I just get into my meditative space and I read, talk to animals the same way I talk to, like, see humans. I mean, it's the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so a way you can practice, I guess I would say, is to at first just get into a meditative space and then picture them, their energy. You can lay with him. Is that a him? Um, and um, just start talking. Ask questions. I mean, you just have to start um, – it's kind of hard for me to really do it because it's a whole thing. But but I think you can just listen to your intuition. Try to get out of your head. Just pr- make it fun. Make it fun. And just be like how um, you could also maybe do a chord between your sixth chakra and their sixth chakra. And then just ask them questions. How are you feeling? And then tune into the body. Tune in. How I'm not sure what Claire sense you use. Sensing? Sense. Um, but. However, I forget what the word is. <laughs> yeah, what Claire? I think just Claire. When you don't know which one. Oh, okay. Six, five or six. Yeah. Um. Like for me, I I feel and hear when I'm when I'm communicating to animals and reading people. Um. So if you've never done that kind of thing, it sounds like you do have a strong connection already. So it's just a matter of practice of tuning in, trusting yourself. Um. And yeah, that's what yeah, I and you'll say. get to know your dog, and it because to me it's like that being intuitive and empathic. You know, when you're hanging out with people you love, you transcend what they say. I mean, yeah. I like to do that. I like to be present with people in a way that transcends just the words we're using. I don't want to get stuck on language. So in that same way, you can just pick up on what your animal is feeling and then trust that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it might be body language. It might be just like this feeling you have in your body, but it's yeah, chances are good you already have this with the people in your life. So you can sort of just shift that into your animal. Yeah. And- it's no different than being intuitive with with people, especially, like I said, if you have that connection already. Yeah, I think a lot of the um, disconnect between like when people are like, oh, I'm not intuitive or they just don't think of themselves as intuitive. I think it's often because they're overly focused on human language. Yeah. And I think we all have that ability to tap in beyond language. It's the doubt because, you know, we're raised to believe that everything we that we're all separate, first of all, the biggest delusion of all, and that we all are just operating with these limited senses our five cents and that's it and but there is this whole other world that's there and it's really just a matter of believing in it you know I mean not to use Einstein again but even (laughs) he believed in all of that you know like that he was so aware that there was this whole other realm that existed right or this whole other maybe I'm not putting it yeah very spiritual guy yeah that there was this whole, uh, I mean, he was so aware that, I mean, I think he said love is the biggest thread in the universe. Um, he wrote some beautiful letter to his daughter that someone sent me. Um, but that was all about how love is really the thing underneath it all. So mm. that's another thing that if you connect in a loving way, um, which you already do, and have that intention, like, 
oh, I love you so much. I want to know what's going on. Let's communicate, you know, without putting pressure on yourself. Again, make it as fun as possible because, I mean, this is for everybody in any kind of quote unquote psychic reading. It's like the less you're in your analyzer doubt, the more you'll hear. You just won't mm-hmm. hear it otherwise. So. Yeah, and even you can even do this with plants. I love communicating with flowers oh, and trees. Yeah. yeah, you do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have more of a block with that. Like I have a harder time. Um, ah, nah, you could do it. I believe I can, but I'm just saying like I ha- – well, I haven't really tried, but when we first started, you first started telling me about that, I was like, huh, I realized I went into my analyzer more oh yeah you just start if you start by just appreciating the beauty of the plant that's like just, what i said to, about the dog like if she just oh, yeah. loves the dog yeah. that's you, how you go start. into the love and you yeah. go into being present like looking at the sunlight on the leaves or on the blossom and just like smelling the flower and just really being present and paying attention and then from that space you start to receive a download of information and energy i love it I really love it. Yeah, because also you're very earthy, which makes sense that you can connect, like that that came more naturally to you. Oh, yeah. No, but you could do it too. I believe it. <laughs> Trust me. I know what I can do. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. Is it time for the energy report? <laughs> I feel like I want to change this up. But I'm not allowed to anymore. (laughs) That's the song. The energy report. You know what? I really stuck myself with that because, (laughs) no, boo. (laughs) Should just put thumbs down on there. I I just like, I went up so high the first time because I had so much enthusiasm. Wish I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think the people love it. The people have spoken. Like three people. Um, <laughs> and you're one of them. <laughs> Probably Brett is one other. <laughs> okay. So here we are, guys. The energy report is the energy trend that I see for the week from clients and from myself. And what a week. <laughs> Do you feel yeah. like it's really weird? Because when we started this, I was like, wait, that. I can't believe it's already been a week since we last interviewed Britain, but this whole week has felt like 1,000 years long. Right. I mean, it's like time every is day. weird. Yeah. It's oh going by fast and slow at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's I don't like, know how it's doing that. It's, yeah. It's pretty crazy. So I, I, it's probably similar to what I said last week, which is that this is really a time when, because there's so many waves that we are riding, that it is a time that we've been granted to go inward. Now I say that, but I know a lot of people are still working. Um, and thank God for all you healthcare professionals. By the way, we should have said that at the top. And grocery store and workers, grocery store workers, yeah. and postal workers, and yeah, garbage hardware people, store and, workers. I mean, everybody working. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. But for, and and even still, even for the people working, I realize they don't have as much time to do this, but it really, the energy is of one, of going in and building almost like how the world is restructuring. It's like building this structure for yourself that is a safe haven. Mm. Um, because this really is a time of like, after this is all over, I've said this in a couple of places, like you 
hopefully in an ideal world, we'd be able to look back and say like, oh, that was when I really built the structure for myself to come into the center where I can feel my self-compassion, where I'm supporting myself, where I can go when the world's falling apart. Mm. So it's, again, like just the returning to self, the returning to self, the returning to self. So as you're feeling the grief and riding the waves, um, you know, what does that mean? So, or how can you do that? So number one, I really, number one is returning to the body. Again, how we were talking about the whys, you know, not figuring out the whys, um, a lot of times we'll either go into our brain trying to figure out what the fuck is happening or we'll leave our bodies and because it's like it's not comfortable uh, to be yeah. here, you know. So it's like, ooh, I'd rather float. I'd rather pretend this isn't happening. I'd rather, you know, and that's fine too. Whatever you need to do in the moment, but you can also take – it won't ultimately be supportive for you. I'll just say that. The true support is, you know, finding the center. So – one is just breathing deeply, just coming back to the breath. Every time you're like, oh, shit, I feel grief. I feel whatever it is. You can put your hand on your belly and feel your breath rising. Feel your feet on the ground, opening up your feet chakras and breathing in earth energy up your feet and down your legs. And also, if you can, putting your hand on your heart or some other, you know, self-soothing method to offer yourself grace and love. This is, a, again, this is a moment of suffering. May I be kind to myself? Like, really, may I be kind to myself? May I look at myself like I would look at my best friend or my child or my pet or, you know, my partner, romantic partner, whoever it is, or a pair, whoever like really was a source of love for you, looking at yourself with that, giving yourself this just huge breath, B-R-E-A-D-T-H, <laughs> a wider or wider birth. Is that a word that I just felt? A, a birth? Wide, a yeah. Breath. Breath. Oh, breath. Yes. Yes. B oh, with a D. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> like space. Well, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, why? And now I'm like, um, wider, and also, yeah, that is word. A wider birth too. Like, just b e r t h. You know what I mean? <laughs> Holy shit, Mercury, amazing. Just and again, see for me, I have a lot of air, so I do need to like say hello to my grounding cord, bring my spirit back into my body. Um, and saying hello, okay, this is the other last thing I'll say is, well, two things. One, saying hello to the earth every day in present time because the earth is changing. So saying hello to earth energy in present time every day, like connecting mm. your body here to the earth every day. It's moving, it's changing, you know, and so you want to, and I would say that with everything that you're doing, just like saying hello to all of it in present time, saying hello oh. to your job in present time. Um, or if you lost your job, saying hello, still saying hello to what you want to create in present time, really updating everything into present time. So again, so that you have this center um, 
to that that you're operating from this the most powerful place that you can which is neutral in present time you're not off in the future or in the past worrying or you know or telling a story about what yes. this thing is it's just yes. letting it be what it is now yes and allowing yeah. these this energy to move through you you can do that if you're in present time um if you have your power if you have all your energy around you you're you're better, you know, it's much, you're better able to handle all of the ups and downs if you are centered in your own power, which now this sounds like a, uh, all a big promo for my class on Thursday, but oh. I am going to mention it, that um, I'm doing a one hour Zoom class on energy, kind of like fast and dirty energy techniques that you can use to own your own power. So how to really call your or like really connecting, grounding to your aura, owning your space, calling in cords from wherever you're leaving it, all of that kind of thing, just empowerment, empowerment skills and tools so that you are feeling less like you're in a boat, like, oh, I don't know what, how I'm going to feel from, from day to day, which by the way, you may still feel different from day to day. We have, but it's less feeling like a victim to it. I'll say right. that when you're in pat, when you know, okay, at least I, I have my center. I'm being kind to myself. Oh, I'm feeling really scared today. This is a moment of fear. May I be kind to myself? And also I can tell like when you have more of a base, like you know what what the neutrality is, what center is, then you can know like, oh, I'm actually tuning in right now to the earth's fear. I'm going to pull back from that right now, mm. you know, and then just having more of an idea and if everybody emerged from that with just having more ownership knowing who they are energetically so that then when you go into like say a party like even in the future the the far far future when we can go to parties <laughs> when again. we can go to parties <laughs> <laughs> and you you'll have a better sense because you've had so much of this time to get these skills to learn what you're you know to be alone or whatever to have built this this secure aura around you so that when you go in a party and then you feel like, oh, I feel bad now. It's like, oh, that's not my energy. I yeah. release that and call it back, you know. So that could be a real, um, a real um, helpful skill. Yeah. Like whatever arises, I will, I'm ready. Yes, I don't I'm know what okay. it will be, but instead yes. of like putting so much anxiety about, what might arise and how I might feel about it. Like you said, becoming not the victim of your yes. circumstances. Like yeah. being able to transmute at work with whatever it is. Yeah. And not getting as much tossed around by it. Like even mm -hmm. if you do feel like, Ugh, today I feel sad. It's like, okay, you know, is that my sadness or is that someone else's? So you get kind of more in tune with what it is. And if it is yours, then just allowing it to be there. I'm certainly not saying this will... Um, learning these tools will take away, you'll feel completely peaceful and immune <laughs> to all feelings. <laughs> but it's just, well, you know, it's like if you go, like if you're very scattered and you go into a situation that's upsetting, you're going to feel even worse than if you mm -hmm. go in with, you may still feel upset if you're going empowered, but, but you can handle it with a lot more ease. Yeah, I think that's why so many of us are drawn to the spiritual, the magical spiritual path is because we're so sensitive that we 
have to figure something out because <laughs> yes. we can get so carried away by other people's feelings and circumstances that we have to learn like how can I exist in this world and take care of my own energy and feel safe and feel grounded and that's yes. really like a catalyst for learning all this stuff yes totally and just such a gift to the world to be able to feel that way mm -hmm. you know to be that um so anyway back to the self-promotion it's going if you're listening <laughs> to this before friday before thursday night at eight you can go to my um well, you can probably just email me at highestlighthealing at gmail.com because I will send out a newsletter probably before you listen to this with all the details. But you can email me and I'll send you the Zoom link. I'll also, it depends how many people are on there. I might, and like how much time we have, but I might work one-on-one -on -one with a couple people just to see like where's their energy and give them tools about specifically how I can help them, which will hopefully help everybody to see how different people um, are reacting to what the fuck is going on right now. That's so cool. That sounds really fun. Oh, thank you. All right. And I just really last thing is I just do want to, again, emphasize there are really nice possibilities coming in. And I just want everyone to feel that in their heart and continue to breathe that light into your heart and make space for it because that's really soothing and an important part of this. Okay. Okay, so now it's time for practical magic. Okay, so I know there's a lot astrologically going on. Before we started this podcast, Natasha was telling me crazy astrology <laughs> happening. Um, but Not to the freak full anyone moon. out. I'm like, be centered. The world <laughs> stars are fun. Well, no. we can work with it. <laughs> yeah. But um, speaking of working with it, the full moon is this Tuesday, mm -hmm. Tuesday night, and it's the full moon in Libra, mm -hmm. which is – Despite all of the other stuff happening, <laughs> metaphysically, it is the most balanced sign. The mm -hmm. sign of Libra is the scales of balance. And it is also an air sign. There's a lightness to it. And it's ruled by Venus. So it's there. there's like this beautiful beauty energy associated with Libra and the full moon in Libra. So that's accessible to us right now. And on Tuesday night, it will be a beautiful time. I'm using the word beautiful too much mm -mm. to um to align with this Libra energy. So it's called some people call the April full moon the pink moon. Oh yeah, which, I've heard about that. And the color pink, I mean, it's named after the flowers that are called pink, oh. but I also really like the idea of um the beauty energy that's associated with Libra to call in that color of pink, which is so warm and mm -hmm. so comforting and can be so grounding. So like sensitizing to our bodies, so heart opening and also um, Tuesday, it's on a Tuesday night. And that is um, often associated with the color red, but to like soften it with putting white in there, mm -hmm. mixing it in so it's pink. That's like a melting sort of energy. And so I'm recommending, this is what I wrote in the Your Most Magical Year Yet Planner for 2020. The full pink moon on April 7th will be perfect for magic related to balance and beauty. Clean your house and clear clutter before the evening of the full moon. Mm. Then on the evening of the full moon, light a pink pillar candle on your altar and sit comfortably in front of it. 
Take some deep breaths until you feel grounded and centered. Then feel yourself absorbing pink light from the candle as well as the powerfully balancing energy of the moon. Draw it into your aura with every inhale. With every exhale, let go of tension, worry, and stress. Continue until you feel harmonious, radiant, and serene. I love it. Yeah, so that comforting and empowering and protective pink light yeah. uh, is going to be, I think, really healing this Tuesday night. And if you'd like, you could also work with Archangel Jophiel, who is the angel of beauty, and she is also associated with pink light. Mm. So it's like balancing, transmuting, softening, and empowering and protecting mm-hmm. all of those. It's like, I think pink often gets a, like not, it, we don't think of it as a super powerful color, but it really is. It's, there's a lot of magic associated with that color. Yeah. When you said it this time, I felt it right away. I was like, oh. Pink. Yeah. Pink into your heart <laughs> chakra too. Like, yeah. yeah. Breathing pink into that heart chakra. Maybe also just like, because it is a heart chakra color. I don't mean to add to your practical. No, do it. Okay, I'm just. I want you to light a pink (laughs) candle if you have one, and yeah, if you have one, yeah, if you have one, don't go anywhere. (laughs) Stay home. (laughs) Hashtag stay home. Um, And like, yeah, just inviting in that love. Also, I think this is about relationships this full moon too, so you can add in like. yeah, that love for relationships or the people. Yeah. I'm really just going to sorry to add more, but like the gratitude for the people in your yeah. life. Yeah. No, and I want that. you to add more. I don't apologize. Okay. Yeah, I'm really feeling that would be a really nice time to to really breathe that in. And because we're we're stuck with them. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you may as well. It like takes some special time to like find what you do love if they're bothering you. Yeah, even if they're not. Lately, I have been also like how I told you I was getting into anger a lot. If this is something you're experiencing too, um, something that has been helping me a lot is to instead of, I mean, I want to honor the anger. If you're feeling anger, don't suppress it, don't judge it, feel it. But if you do feel like maybe you're tired of it, like I was getting tired of it, um, sending love, you could send love, you can send pink energy, you can clear people's auras and surround them in light instead of sending anger toward them. It's a whole other energy that actually can help soothe you and can help create healing too. Yeah. I like that a lot. We need that, this pink loving, it really does feel very powerful. It, yeah, pink. Pain, especially yeah. right now, it feels like really transformative. Totally, that into that heart. All right. Oh, so should we do our housekeeping? Yes. Okay. So you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there, um, and you get a bunch of free meditations when you do that. And you can also um, book a session with me on there. And you can find me on Instagram, Highest Light Healing. I've been doing some more videos where I'm channeling what my guides have been telling me about this, these here crazy times we're in. Oh, okay. that's oh. funny. I just want to add one thing real quick is um, that I forgot to say, because they are actually pretty funny, my guides. Like, they're taking everything very lightly, <laughs> which I guess is perhaps easier up there. But um, but to just <laughs> add some amusement and amusement to the whole thing, you know, yeah. if you can, just that's also a nice energy breaker. Laughter, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, where can we find you? You can find me at TessWhitehurst.com. That's where you can find a lot of information, like about feng shui, like I mentioned before, and the and good spells, vibe rituals, tribe. the good vibe tribe. Yeah, online school of magical arts, which you can try for free for a month. Um, we have live web chats every Tuesday, and there's online workshops. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, and on Instagram at Tess4444. And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com, which is where the, that's the one place where you can find the things that we've mentioned on the podcast, like the books and the oracle decks we use and goddess provisions. It's magicmondaypodcast.com. Oh, and, and you can Instagram. ask a question oh, yeah. there, too. If you want to ask a question for us to answer, there's a little um, button at the top where you can ask us. Yep, and you can find us on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast and on Facebook at Magic Monday Pod. And one more, <laughs> find the group, the Facebook group at Magic Monday Podcast listeners. Yeah, and that's a nice place to be and communicate with other magic people. Well, I'm using a new deck. The Earth, Ooh. it's actually not new, but I, oh, yeah. I've never That's used it one. here, Earth Magic, um, by Stephen D. Farmer. And I picked Grounding Tree, Ooh. which is exactly what the energy report was mm -hmm. really about. Grounding into that earth, saying hello to the earth, especially in present time. I'm just realizing that this book doesn't have a, um, don't doesn't have numbers. I wonder if it's alphabetical probably is oh yeah it is okay um so it says let's see um consider how trees the standing ones exemplify balance between heaven and earth their branches reach out and up as if in praise of the bounty that sky father has to offer their leaves breathe in carbon dioxide and breathe out oxygen, a vital process for so many beings on the planet, including us humans. Um, their trunks and roots have planted themselves firmly in the soil, allowing them to receive the gifts of another kind of nourishment from Earth Mother. In turn, they freely and gratefully give back by accommodating the needs of so many beings with what they have to offer. So, and the message for us, which I really love, it's, oh, it's so funny. It's like everything that <laughs> I was saying, like, um, but you have been feeling scattered and spacey lately. You are not fully in your body, and that is because you have not been able to get grounded. Mm -hmm. This is quite literal in that your body is made of the materials of the earth. So when you feel disconnected from your body, you're an inevit inevitably disconnected from Earth, so get yourself grounded. You can do it quite simply. With your feet planted firmly on the ground, wherever you are, feel the etheric roots that extend into the Earth. Follow your breath so that each time you exhale, you can imagine these roots going even deeper. Each time you inhale, draw up the loving, nurturing power of Earth Mother. So that's the same as the energy Perfect. report, basically. Okay. okay. So I am working and I'm drawing from uh, my Magic of Flowers Oracle and I drew Rose, which this the picture is a mandala. The message is pure love. Is it pink? Uh, there's pink around it. Mm. It's a red rose, but it is that energy. Definitely yeah. that love energy we're tapping into. So 
Um, the guidebook says, pure love is so potent and positively vibrating that it stretches tender human hearts beyond their previous capacity. That's why an open heart can bring tears and even cause a sensation that's both wonderful and similar to physical pain. While a rose is said to be the purest and most positively vibrating living thing as it emanates the vibration of pure love, a rose's thorns are a representation of love's associated pain. A heart filled with love is said to ache, and when we open our hearts, we do so despite the certainty of being wounded in some way at some time as a result of that love, because in the finite realm, the only constant is change. Indeed, the Sanskrit name for the heart chakra, the wheel of energy associated with love that yogis and energy healers recognize as dwelling at the center of the sternum, is anahata, which means which translates to unstruck, alluding to the fact that a person with an open heart is someone who is able to let her guard down as completely as someone who has never been hurt before. Mm. So while it takes courage to open your heart, our hearts fully to love, we have no other choice if we want to experience all the beauty and fullness that this life experience has to offer. This card counsels you to open your heart and draw upon the divine energy of love. To do so, you might begin by relaxing. Then feel, imagine, and sense a very bright white or pink rose of light dwelling at your heart chakra see and sense this rose of light expanding until it fills your entire body and aura inhale the pure fresh scent of roses and allow it to permeate your consciousness as well as your entire physical being oh my gosh i mean there it is just like there you go there's your instructions clear today (laughs) just summarize what we talked about (laughs) (laughs) i love it All right. Well, thank you, everyone. We're thinking of you all. And have a wonderful week. Sending love your way, everyone. Thanks for listening. I want to leave. I'm going to go.